Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, a sixth event podcast, video event one-shots, and an additional video D&D campaign. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbdumbdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1 and there's great value for you at even that level. So please join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dumb Dumbs and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise dice today Welcome to One Shots, a Dumb Dumbs and Dice podcast where professional voiceover actors and improvisers tackle one-shot stories created in a variety of hit RPGs. I'm your host, DJ One Shot, and I'm here to welcome you to the second session of Star Trek Adventures. This arc features our GM Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Security Officer Spork, Tyler Hewitt as Dr. Bartosh Karai, Laura Elizabeth as Engineer Emery Tor, and the mysterious Kristen as Science Officer Emily Cobalt. The Redundancy's convoy is under attack by pirates. Captain Anders yielded tactical command to Spork. Cobalt hunted for enemy weaknesses. Tor kept the ship running, and Dr. Bart is healing the injured as fast as he can. What'll happen now that the attackers are firing on the Redundancy's Klingon allies? Nobody knows, cause it's one shot. <laughs> Star Trek Edition.
So the second frigate has moved within range of the Mapau, and it will open fire. I'm going to spend a threat to gain an additional die. Guys, I'm having the best Dungeons and Dragons rolling of my life. <laughs> oh, wow. The pirate freighter uh, opens up with uh, disruptor cannons on the Mapal. The Mapal's shields are down uh, because it uh, has been hit by the electromagnetic pulses. Um, so the disruptor cannons blast across its hull. You see chunks of ship get blown away. Uh, it is going to do... Um, so basically, the um, disruptors blast across... Um, uh, the the hull of the Mopal. Um, the good news for the the Klingons within is that the uh, the Klingon birds of prey are very hardy ships indeed. So the disruptor blast, um, you see, it sort of blows some chunks of uh, shielding off. Uh, you have no doubt that everyone on that bridge is like shuffling left really fast and then shuffling right really <laughs> fast while things spark around them. Um, but it seems to have dissipated the energy of the blast. The ship itself uh, remains undamaged. However, um, the disruptor blast does seem to be eating away at the outer armor, and you get the sense that uh, unless the shield, can, unless the ship can get its shields back up online soon, uh, future hits will pass through. Given that I rolled five effects, whoa! So I took off one resistance for each. So that sucks for Klingons. So our shuttle that's going to rescue everyone, maybe they could go. Wait, Bing Bong's not on the shuttle, is he? No, but Knuckles is. I can give the command if necessary. I believe, once again, Cobalt, we are of the same mind. We should divert our shuttle rescue mission to the Mapal. It contains more crew members than any of the individual shuttles. Objections? I, 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 do, I do object. Um, I think the smaller ships need to be evacuated before... I mean, can we transport from the... The moment we lower the shields, we're facing five fighters and two frigates that are currently firing on ships that are both damaged and without shields. Hmm. What if we can get the shuttle into a position where we can, you know, drop the shields quickly and then transport to the shuttle? A lucky hit could strike and kill everyone on this bridge. We've lost a med bay before. No, no, no. I mean, transport from the Mapal to the shuttle or from the other shuttles to the shuttle. The shuttles themselves are not equipped with transporters. We would have to do that from our own transporter banks. Yeah, can't I conduct a remote transport that way? Uh, not with the technology that you have aboard your shuttle right now. Knuckles? <laughs> <laughs> Any ideas? I mean, he did used Sporks to be a doctor. Sporks say, knuckle do. <laughs> so Knuckles doesn't have any ideas in the conventional sense. <laughs> I believe Knuckles' idea is excellent. Knuckles... Uh, two votes out of three have suggested that you should advance to the Mapal and pull off whatever crew this members is, you can. This is Captain Anders. Uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, with Knuckles on this one. Um, <laughs> our our relationship with the Klingons is more important than... Uh, and he like looks truly haunted as he says this, but he's like, <laughs> than the lives of more Starfleet officers. Ha, ha, knuckles smart. <laughs> knuckles... Go punch the Mopal until it works again, please. And by that, I mean everyone else do the work, and we'll give Knuckles the credit. Godspeed. Uh-huh. Anders out. Uh, so the shuttle diverts and begins traveling towards uh, the Mopal. At least we can provide cover, fu- uh, cover fire in the meantime to ensure they get there safely. Uh, doctor, you've just seen um, everyone directly defy your, your imperative. Uh, how does that feel? Uh... 
Not great, Bob. Uh, <laughs> cool. Just hang on to that. We can yeah, come back yeah. To it. No, I, I'm definitely hanging on to that. Great. Um, okay, so uh, brings us to fighters. So I'm just going to do the fighters all at once because I don't want to roll a thousand million dice forever. Um, they're going to light up that uh, that now sadly uh, un- under defended shuttle. All right, so uh, one of them will land a proper hit. Uh, the shuttle, the uh, cargo shuttles, despite being unarmed, are rather well shielded and well, decently well armored. Uh, so it will hit with its uh, phaser banks and do considerable amount of damage. Are these shuttles the same size as our shuttles? No, they're larger. They're cargo transports. Unfortunate. So the. Um, uh, there's sort of uh, three pirate fighter craft uh, all converging on the uh, the second damage shuttle. Um, the first two kind of like fire off blasts uh, from their phaser banks, um, but they're absorbed by the shields uh, of the cargo shuttle. However, they did enough damage to lower the shields well enough that uh, the third craft, that kind of the two bank off, the third one comes through the middle, um, and uh, it opens fire with full phaser banks. Uh, and unfortunately, the shields are low enough that it penetrates the hull and the cargo craft explodes. How many people were on that cargo? Ten. Ten people. Um, all right. Um, uh, everyone here has acted. We've done the bridge crew, yeah? Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, okay, so top of the round, um, Anders uh, watches the sort of flare up and explosion of the um, uh, the ship and, and sort of shudders. Anders orders uh, Templeton to move the redundancy between the enemies and the uh, currently undamaged shuttles, cargo shuttles. So uh, I Captain. Right. No one can trust you, Templeton. You you always got my back since today. Um, the, uh, so the redundancy banks around and is now positioned, uh, between the enemies and the unwounded craft. So everyone is basically chilling in the west and south zone. There's still an enemy freighter in the shuttle zone, as well as four remaining fighters. Question. Are our cargo ships warp capable? Yes. You could theoretically, we could theoretically jump. Um, if we were to do so, we'd be abandoning the Mapal. Um, the reason we dropped out of warp was to deal with... Um, the explosions on the Mapal as well as the two shuttles, but the remaining shuttles do seem to be warp capable. Captain, I have a proposal. What if we order the shuttles back to Narendra Station and we remain alongside the Mapal to fight off these attackers? Lieutenant Tor, Lieutenant Kobold, what are the odds that these uh, shuttles will experience the same effects that we've seen if we send them back? The cause is unknown so far. We know it's not. We're risking overloading their entire systems by sending them back. Now, that being said, um, Lieutenant Tor, you've studied the uh, electromagnetic fields fairly extensively. Mm-hmm. Would you be able to work with Templeton to provide them with a clean warp route to um, either back to Narendra or forward to the deep space signal safely? Uh, we, yeah, we, we need to uh, pull the sensor data. We'll find a path. So um, here's what I need from you then. Um, It'll be a uh, extended task. Uh, this is going to be for Cobalt and Tor. And uh, yeah, Templeton doesn't exist yet, so we'll do that. So uh, Cobalt, what I'm going to need from you is essentially you're going to take the science data that your con has been bringing you and try and isolate, even though 
the symbols aren't natural, or even though the interference isn't natural, uh, you're going to try and attempt to uh, clearly identify the most likely spots these things could pop up between here and the shuttle's destinations to help them plot uh, plot a path. Um, Tor, you're going to have to figure out a way to rewrite all of their navigational data remotely from... Because you're not going to be able to communicate this to them, to each of them. Right. You need to basically remote download. It's not impossible, but it's not common. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what I'd like then is um, from Cobalt um, a daring or control or reason. Daring control or reason. Can we use Bing Bong? Uh, yeah. Bing Bong, do you know the navigational systems of the shuttle? Oh, me not. Everything, yeah. Okay, can you uh, can you link up our our navigation to theirs? Oh yeah, you gotta do a subspace do, and then you see the message. Good. So, um, Bing Bong, I'm gonna need you to do an insight and engineering, and Tor, you can assist. Okay. Um, and you're gonna assist, please, with. Control or reason and command. At least control and command. And I'm going to roll with uh, daring and uh, I think it was command. You said. Yeah. Uh, daring. Sorry. Uh, daring and science. Oh. And uh, the ship is going to help you because you're using the ship's computers. Got it. So daring and science. I'm going to use a uh, computer expertise. Add another d20. Beautiful. Uh, and yours is going to be difficulty three. Okay. Enemies are specializing on computers. Would I have a whiffle leak? Yep, sure. Oh, good. Got uh, three successes. Great. Uh, the ship does not help, so good on you. Me <laughs> um, got a two successes. And I'm assisting with two. Uh, oh, you, just one. Yeah, right? you roll one dice, and you're trying to get under... Um, control and command. Control and command. Got it. Great. Excellent. So... Um, in a flurry of um, techno babble and uh, computer mad flying computer skills, um, Cobalt, uh, you quickly uh, apl- apply an algorithm that you've seen to other sort of man-made phenomena. Um, you use that, and you kind of do one of those like classic pseudoscience things where you're like, well, wait a minute, this kind of works. So if this is like this, maybe it works for this too. Um, so you Classic hack, track. Yeah. yeah. So you hack that together with the data that the computer's been taking in and your base knowledge of these sorts of things. Um, and with a hopeful shrug, kick it to Bing Bong, who with um, Tor helpfully leaning over his shoulder and, you know, observing and, and encouraging uh, manages to... Uh, link up all the ships to the redundancies, navigational computers, upload the data. And I'm going to roll a nav check for the shuttles. All right. Uh, the shuttles jump to warp. Bing bong, I say, they go when I give it a signal. Everybody ready? He hits a button and it goes, <laughs> and then they just go, <laughs> 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 all the shuttles are gone. How much momentum did that get them with six successes? Um, it was a three and a two, so... Did it just match then? One. Okay. Nice. I mean, a noose! <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's how they went yeah. to warp. 
Great. Um, okay, so um, Knuckles and the super crew arrive uh, aboard the Mapal. Um, the engineers run, so I'm going to let uh, the Mapal attempt to um, gear its uh, engines back up. Uh, if I can get one more D20. Remind me, what's Knuckles doing? Uh, Knuckles isn't <laughs> actually remember. doing anything. He brought a, a team of engineers from the crypto. Oh, I'm, I'm just protecting. Yeah. <laughs> all, all the Klingons, even though they're all like running around trying to fix things, they look at Knuckles <laughs> and they're like, yes. <laughs> uh, great. So the Mapal is able to get its shields back online with the help of the engineering squad. Knuckle help. And Knuckles. <laughs> Cannot forget Knuckles help. Um, Fuck, I hate this character. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> Family love Knuckles. Other people can jump um, in on them. Great. So Mapal uh, shields are back online. Uh, redundancy, you note that the undamaged pirate freighter is beginning to withdraw. Uh, th the damaged one seems uh, insistent on continuing the fight. What do you do? Captain, permission to fire a spread of photon torpedoes at the damaged frigate. Mr. Spork, I would have expected more enthusiasm from you given how destructive this will be. Yes, all photon torpedoes. Light them up. So photons work slightly different than uh, phasers. They don't cost power uh, because they are self-guided. But they add threat? They add threat because using photon torpedoes escalates the situation. I mean, even again, like nice little design choices in this game. They're like, yeah, you can do that thing, but like... You mean business. It's nice. So, yeah. So, uh, it'll add one threat. You can add more if you want to um, try and spread it to different systems on the ship. But um, ship's pretty busted up. So... What is the difficulty? Difficulty of three for the photons. You can spend up to three threat to add additional damage die to each one. Uh, as well, it adds the trait of spread, which means that if you strike a hit, you can potentially hit other systems. Can I assist him in targeting vulnerable areas of the you ship? You certainly may. Okay. Spork, may I just suggest uh, leaving the ship in a little bit more tact than the last one that we encountered? I feel like we're going to get mysteriously attacked over and over again unless we can kind of figure out why we're being attacked. I agree, Doctor. Captives would be very useful. We fire a minimal yield spread at the ship, targeting specifically vulnerable areas. Our interest is in full, fully disabling uh, both shields, engines, and weapon systems. Okay, targeting disruptors. And then I get two dice, but it's what, difficulty three, sorry? Yeah, yes, uh, difficulty three. I will use one momentum to add another die. Excellent. Um, and uh, Cobalt, you will please be using um, control or reason and science because you're using sensors. Does the ship assist with this firing? Yes. The ship uh, scores a success. I have a fail. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Tyler Hewitt, just coming at you with a little special offer for you. You know, if you're a fan of uh, what we're doing here on the show, then we have, to borrow a phrase from Jerry Holkins, a patron-oriented experience tailored just for you. If you go to patreon.com slash dice. You can sign up and get a bunch of special features that we're not really going to make available to anyone else. So do that now. Well, not right now, but, you know. I achieve three successes, and if firing photon torpedoes falls under the focus of tactical station, I achieve five successes. Uh, yes, it does. Five successes. 
Um, so that will be um, three. The ship was successful as well? Yes. Excellent. So we achieved three momentum. Yeah. So take your three momentum. Uh, you get 3d6. One and an effect. Cool. I need to look up what high yield means, so just give me a minute. Don't worry, Doctor. Our attack was surprisingly mediocre. I believe they will still be alive. Thank you, Spock. I appreciate that. Sometimes a lack of success is success. <laughs> so the, um, the photon torpedoes um, hit the, uh, the side of the freighter. Um, they erupt. Uh, the shields are already completely devastated. Um, sort of like you blow some chunks out of the side of the ship. Um, it, takes, it seems to take a, a significant amount of damage. Um, the hailing frequencies are still coming back unmet. Uh, the undamaged freighter jumps to warp. Uh, the fighter craft uh, do the same. And the uh, damaged freighter on sensors, you see that um, the uh, warp core has been set to self-destruct. That escalated quickly. Who are these people? It would appear they are both highly organized and highly dedicated mercenaries. Permission to board. Look, I'm not, I'm not sending one of my, my people over there. We've got the shuttles to safety. I say we, we stay by the Mapal, and if these men want to die, and he kind of looks at you in the eyes, he's like, I understand, and I respect it. Can we, can we at least try to beam some of them aboard into the brig? Yes. Yeah. I just don't want to send one of us over. Uh, so if you want to roll an emergency... Transport? Yeah, transport. Thank you. I do. Okay, so I'm going to burn um, two threat. Raise the difficulty of uh, transporting, given that the, the ship is on fire and uh, generally suicidal. Um, so that'll bring the difficulty to three. Can I assist using tactical scanners to identify life signs within the enemy ship? Yep, I'll allow that. So, difficulty three, you've got one assist coming from Spork, you've got one assist from the ship, and uh, Cobalt, that will be you. Yep. That is control and science. I would suggest using momentum on this roll. Yep. We've got five momentum. You also have determination that gets you an instant win. I will support, and I will use determination. Great. I am determined that we will bring these men to justice. I don't think you can use determination on the assist. Then I won't use determination, <laughs> but I will remain determined. <laughs> uh, Spork, I recommend if we are going to be attempting to transport them into the brig, maybe we should station somebody in the brig? Excellent point. <laughs> I immediately yell, bing bong to scanners, and I dash to the brig. <laughs> I'll uh, also have to, oh, we're dropping shields too, right? Sorry. I just realized our shields are up. Still. Yes. Okay. Bing, bing Bong Sorry. is on it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's all good. Okay, so uh, Bing Bong drops shields, is on scanners. So roll, roll your scanner assist as Bing Bong. Um, Lieutenant Cobalt, do your thing. I'm going to use momentum. Yeah. Yep. Just one? Let's do three. Just leave you two more die. Mm, do you want to yeah. use a determination on this? We have. Yeah, we, everybody we, gets we one at the beginning automatically. Yes, yeah. I'll use determination on this for sure. Okay. And it's control and science. <laughs> Three successes in yep. total and one effect. Great. So Bing Bong is uh, using the scanners. He drops the shields, um, and he he's kind of able to basically tag the uh, the remaining crew. Um, you're looking at them. Uh, you see one that looks an alarmingly to your eyes uh, seems to be sitting the way that Anders would. Just like you basically see the most depressed looking outline. <laughs> 
And you're like, that one. So um, the effect is that in addition to transporting, uh, you also manage to grab the captain um, who uh, appears in the um, transporter bay um, with a look of resignation in his eyes and then sudden horror as he realizes he's no longer aboard his ship. Um, and uh, in the distance, there's a sort of a thunderous boom and the, uh, the pirate frigate explodes from a warp core overload. And he kind of falls to his knees. He says, I failed them. I, f- I failed them all. Spork, you're the one who's standing there. I can only <laughs> imagine this is going to be terrible news for him. I immediately draw my weapon and point it directly at him, saying, you're under arrest, under Federation law. You will be tried for your crimes. But most importantly, you will tell me everything. And then I punch him directly in the face, knocking him unconscious. <laughs> Yep. Okay. (laughs) Dr. Park comes through the door. Was he like that when he arrived? No, but he was armed and thus dangerous. Spork reaches down and takes the phaser from off the captain's belt. Spork, really? Yes, really. This is a phaser. Like, uh, that's, that's like the fun kind of miscommunication thing that we have going on. So, like... Bart doesn't, like, acknowledge that. We just did, like, a who's on first thing. He just, like, goes to assess the <laughs> busted face of the captain. Um, so as you uh, lean down, um, you see that uh, there's uh, he's been punched in the face. Uh, his nose is broken, but otherwise he seems okay. Well, doesn't look like you caved his face in or anything, so that's good. Yes, that would have been illogical. And I kind of give him, like, a... Smack on the cheek. The, the captain, not Spork. Just try and bring him around and say, uh, Hello, I'm Dr. <laughs> I'm Dr. Bartosh Karai, but you can call me Dr. Bart. Would you like a Romulan Wawi Pop? He says, Actually, yeah, that would be great. Well, too bad. I don't have any, and you blew up one of our ships. <laughs> Spork nods in approval. <laughs> <laughs> I've With- never been in a situation where I was the Good cop before. <laughs> it feels strange. With a, with a nod of resignation, he says, Oh, I guess I guess that's fair. And then you see sort of like foam start to appear at the sides of his mouth, and he's like, just really would have taken the taste of the pill out, you know? And then his eyes roll up in his head, and he starts convulsing. Uh, what, what can I do to reverse these effects? You can watch a man die. <laughs> I, I mean, do. I, I feel nothing. Dr. Bart. <laughs> yeah, so Dr. Bart. really wouldn't want to do yeah, that. No, no, no. Um, so I, I, what, I, what I mean in terms of how that works for Dr. Yeah. Bart is I think it's the kind of thing where, like, it's whatever the space equivalent of a cyanide capsule would be. You flip him over. He's, like, yeah. overdosing. You probably get him to sick bay, but I think if, if we're watching this cinematically, mm-hmm. you're going through the motions of yeah, saving yeah. this man's life, yeah. but the whole time you're like, avail. he was dead. He was yeah. dead the minute I couldn't stop, like... The minute we didn't stop him from activating this mm. thing was the minute he died. I'm okay. just keeping him alive till then. So I think using the technology on board, you're able to keep the body alive. But can I probe his mind in that moment psychically? Oh shit! Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Oh, that's I want to dive up. in there and be like, what? What is? What's your? D- oh <laughs> just, man! You just what's hear this deal? one thought exactly. Just like, what's your deal? <laughs> I like crocheting. <laughs> I'm going to have to dig deeper. <laughs> All my crocheting stuff was on the ship. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you. Um, this is something that you never would have attempted 
you know, in your pr- prior life, but with your, your new outlook and also your weird new good cop, bad cop routine, um, as he starts convulsing, you just throw your, your hand against his, uh, against his forehead, kind of as you've seen Vulcans do, even though you're not really doing a mind meld, mm-hmm. but it's just helpful to have those totems. That connection, yeah. And um, um, what you see just as he, as he dies is um, sort of uh, an image of um, a captain dressed similar to him, dragged before sort of like a council of shadowy figures. You hear one of them say like, you know how we treat failure. And then each of them steps forward with a blade and each one of them cuts off a part of this guy as he screams. And you get the sense that you're seeing through the eyes of this guy who's dying on the floor. Um, And he, he feels regret. He feels sadness, but also relief that this is the way his failure will be answered and not through the, uh, the judgment of the, the Orion syndicate. So, so what I'm seeing is what, he feared would happen to him what, or what he, he had knew would happen happened oh, to another had seen ha- captain oh, okay, who okay. failed and fled. Okay. So this isn't like his imagination that I'm seeing. No, this, this is, is this a is memory. A, a memory that's okay. fresh in his mind because he chomped the pill to like he chomped the tooth in order to yeah, avoid, okay. uh, avoid the situation. All right then. Um, Dr. Bart, um, uh, this guy's dead. He, he kind of straightens up, uh, looks to Spork and says, Spork, I have to file a report. Please do with the rest of the prisoners as you see fit. And I walk out. And Spork looks at the body on the ground and says, There was just him. <laughs> <laughs> and then he takes out his phaser and he incinerates the body. <laughs> <laughs> so then we're going to. I'm glad. I'm so glad Dr. Bart walked out. <laughs> That is literally the last thing I wanted to do as a player, but I had to. So um, with the pirates having fled, it's easy enough to get the, um, the Mapau back online. Um, uh, Lieutenant Tor, you apply the, um, the knowledge you have of the electromagnetic uh, fields, as well as the field research that uh, you and Lieutenant Cobalt put together to basically um, help the, na- the, the navigation systems on the Mapau in order to figure out how to... Maneuver, you get the sense that this likely would have been a much more complex process, but um, Captain Akul likes your team a lot and has already seen what you can do um, in terms of engineering uh, back aboard um, the space station. So as a result, he allows it to happen, and because the Klingons are such pals with Spork, they're all pretty into that. So I quickly were able to get the ship back online, and uh, together you depart um, for the deep space station. Um, you arrive with most of the uh, the shuttles have already the shuttles that you sent ahead have already arrived. Um, the deep space colony is very excited uh, that you were able to get so many through. Um, they've been cut off for a while, so these supplies were were they're getting to be close to fairly dire need. Um, they also have some data on these um, these odd anomalies, which they share with you. Um, it doesn't mean anything to you yet, but you feel like with time you'll be able to sort of work it over and maybe determine. What's causing these things? They mention that um, the pirates that they've uh, they know are operating the system are known as the Orion Syndicate, um, and uh, these guys seem to meet all of those things. It's a lot of repurposed ships, um, frigates, anything they can get their hands on and strap weapons to. They seem to be doing. Yeah. This isn't the first time they've seen um, attackers or have heard of attackers with the various resupply ships. Um, having killed themselves, well, rather than take capture, they've had several fighter craft crash into things to avoid capture. Um, they don't know much about the Orion Syndicate, but they know they're, they're certainly a brutal organization and um, one that the 
Deep Space facility is is gently concerned with. Um, is there anything you want to do on this facility before you make your way back to Narendra Station? Um, Dr. Bart would probably want to make sure that no one else needs medical attention. Um, so you see two, there are a couple of Klingons who are a little roughed up, but they're Klingons, so they're, they, they don't really, really want yeah, my yeah, medical no, attention. They're, they're just yeah. like, it's nothing. And yeah, like, yeah. Okay. As, you know, they like wrap up a bleeding arm that you could easily fix for them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, in terms of the uh, people from the, uh, the injured people from the cargo shuttle, you managed to get their wounds pretty well under control back mm -hmm. on board. Um, yeah, I'd say you can use the, the ship's medical, or the station's medical facilities. It's a small station, mm -hmm. but there are definitely okay. enough things you can, you can get them patched up. Okay. Um, and then they redistribute amongst the other cargo shuttles uh, for the return okay. the return trip. Spork would don the armor given to him by his new Klingon compatriots and journey over to the other ship to express his regrets that the other captain's weapon systems were inoperable during that battle. Lives could have been saved. The battle could have been won more cleanly, perhaps captives taken alive. But he informs them of the fate of the captain who had committed suicide in the transporter room. The Klingons are not down with the suicide thing. They think he should have fought tooth and nail. They're like, ugh. But um, they, do, they do thank um, you as well as uh, the redundancy for helping get their shields back online because as much as they would have loved to be kicking ass and taking names, the fact that they were completely exposed and disruptor fire was starting to eat away at their hull, they were sitting ducks. And they don't mind going down in a fight, but going down dead in the air would have been a real problem for them. So um, they, uh, Captain Nakul, despite uh, his sort of gruff demeanor, uh, informs you that uh, you, you've made a, a powerful ally in the ranks of uh, the Klingon Empire. Um, and sort of quietly, he, he turns to Cobalt and he says, uh, you know, there are not many Klingons who value discovery and who value understanding our universe. I am one of the few, and Lieutenant Clown in you, <laughs> I see a lot of myself, and I thank you for the work that you did and for saving my crew. And uh, he kind of like brings you over to a viewpoint uh, on the ship and he's like, don't tell anyone I did this, but I've named our science deck the clown deck in your <laughs> honor. Uh, uh, I, I am deeply honored. Th thank you. Thank Spork you is that. standing very close and overhears this and he says, perhaps there is a little clown in all of us <laughs> except me. No, Spork, you're 100% Klingon. <laughs> that is inaccurate. I am a Vulcan. <laughs> this guy. Um, so he, uh, he gives uh, each of you a bottle of Klingon blood wine to uh, take back with you. Um, and uh, he, again, a as you go, he says, you know, you, you thank you once again for, for assisting our ship. Um, and not that you needed more allies, of course, Mr. Spork, in the Klingon Empire, given your other position uh, with the Empire, but uh, we appreciate your assistance nonetheless, and I'm glad to have encountered you in this time in your life. And he kind of smiles and pats you on the back and uh, goes back aboard his ship. I turn to Cobalt and say, I find his camaraderie unsettling. I wink. <laughs> <laughs> Captain's log, uh, supplemental... We've returned safely to Narendra Station after our uh, maiden voyage. It was, all things considered, 
pretty successful. Uh, we we lost some innocent people. Some some hard decisions were made. Apparently, someone was incinerated. There was an incinerated corpse on board. But you know, just another day, I suppose. I'm starting to see how our crew works together, and uh, they're already coming up with some amazing things. I only hope that I'm uh, up to the task of, of guiding them. The Orion Syndicate uh, remains a concerning presence in the area, as well as the, uh, the electromagnetic fields, but I'm confident with uh, their combined talents and those of Bing Bong, they'll be able to overcome any challenges. God, I just hope I can too. Our Star Trek Adventures one-shot features our GM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. Players Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter. Laura Elizabeth at EL Hamstring on Twitter. Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter. And the mysterious Kristen, who don't need no help with Twitter traffic. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and all of Dum Dums and Dice's art is by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker. That's M-R-K-R on Twitter. This show's theme music is Gothic Trip with Thunder Horse by Damiano Baldoni, and our ads use the tracks No Control and and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you could join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks for listening. Smash that subscribe button and show your love to One Shots. DJ One Shots out of here. <laughs> Epilogue. There are very shady places in the Star Trek universe we don't hear about too often, and in one of these shady places, um, a man who uh, was once one of the most upstanding and uh, exciting prospects in all of Starfleet um, meets with an information dealer. Uh, the Grantham family has long held a, a number of, of resources. Um, they're a very old family with ties to Earth, um, and uh, formerly Captain Grantham was quite excited to find that a lot of those holdings remained in his name, even after his predecessor's death. He's brought a lot of this money to a man to find out information, that information being what's happened to his symbiote and how can he get it back. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Joshua White, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Anthony Griffin, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumb dumb dice. Thanks to them and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network where fiction producers flourish.